over uh, into October. Uh, we're just pushing on in December. And I know I should be talking about Santa Claus is coming to town. But uh, uh, for, for, for all of the truth that it is, uh, Santa Claus been in town. Amen. Santa Claus been in town. Right. Not coming in town. He's been in town. Amen. Yeah. We're going to read. We're going to read. We're going to read our, our foundation scripture. Matthew, the 13th chapter, starting at the 18th verse. And we're going to end on verse 23. Uh, this is Jesus dealing with his disciples and dealing with us. And uh, this is a part of our stewardship message. And uh, we do want to, uh, we do want to read God's word, amen? amen? Never go to a church that don't read God's word. So if you don't have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles on your cell phone, please open your cell phones up. In fact, before I get started, send a text to your friend and tell them that you're in church right now and ask them where are they and tell them that you're coming from the gospel of Matthew, the, 20, uh, the 13th chapter, and starting at the 18th verse through the 23rd. Go ahead and text them now before we get started. How about that? You don't mind letting them know where you are? Amen. All right. Let's begin. Let's begin with verse This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us all say amen. 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 Jesus is given a parable. This is stewardship. Jesus is given a parable. Now, according to Mercedes Pole, Mercedes is Donna Hare's daughter. Um, 
people don't mind giving up their talent first, their talent first, then their time, and the last thing they're willing to give up is what? <laughs> their tithe or their finances. Now, um, this is pretty much a lot of people's thought and actions and how they operate, especially when it comes to God's house, when it comes to giving to God. And uh, we, we, we got to realize that God is, 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 is first and foremost. And Jesus is dealing with, uh, not on his disciples, he's dealing with the Gentiles. And one of the reasons he's, he's, he's doing this is because they kicked him out of the church because of his teaching and because of his preaching wasn't what they felt should have been preached and teached about. And above all things, him calling himself the son of God wasn't something they was really kind of, you know, uh, was on top of. So uh, they wasn't really particularly care for hearing Jesus in the church. And that's pretty much like uh, when truth is being told, especially in the church where truth should be told, a lot of times they get kicked out. Look at your neighbor, ask them, have they ever been kicked out? Now, God asked us to give him, God asked us to give him your mind, your body, and your soul, which is similar to giving him your talent, your time, and your time. Can I get a witness? And uh, when you look at this, uh, you must honestly admit that uh, we kind of fall short on this now, don't we? Now, although we do know that uh, we are supposed to give God our whole heart, we have a lot of struggles with giving God our time, our talent, and our time. Look at your neighbor and say, stop struggling. <laughs> My topic today will be this, and you can text this to your friends because they probably at brunch about now. Um, give them this topic. This is the topic that I'm going to give you. Uh, heart, heart blockers. Heart blockers. Heart blockers. Heart, like your heart. You're hurting my heart. Heart blockers. Heart blockers. Heart blockers. Say it. Now say it like you mean it. All right. Jesus used in this parable, he uses the soil to represent man's heart. And the seed represents the word of God. And when you put both of them together in real life, as a real farmer, when you put seed and ground together, you will get something to happen. Some germination will begin to happen. So the seed and the ground will cause something to grow will cause a harvest eventually to happen when the, when the seed and the ground, when the word of God and the heart right. actually comes together, something is going to happen. That's one of the reasons why you are standing on your feet when they were singing because of the uh, praises that's coming from the word of God that has shown to be truth in your life. Oh, he brought up us from all of us from a mighty long way, now hasn't he? 
Now, our young folks may not understand that, but guess what? They will. They will understand how good God is. Uh, uh, so when we see the seed and ground that Jesus is using in the parable, and a parable is always something that Jesus used that you already know to help you to understand something that is spiritual. Spiritual understanding is a lot of times hard to understand because we are so wrapped up in our flesh and our mind. Are, are wrapped up in ourselves that we can't see God. And God said, Jesus said that the pure in heart, yeah. the, 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 the pure in heart, the heart that is open to his word, shall see. Look at your neighbor and say, do you see? Well, with, with this, Jesus is, 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 is sharing spiritual understanding to uh, the people, especially his disciples. And he used this parable of the soil and, and the seed. Now, I want you to not understand something. Uh, there is in the Bible where Jesus wept. All right. Now stick with me. Stick with me. Jesus wept. Now Luke, the 19th chapter, verse 41 through 44, it says that Jesus wept. Now the reason he, he wept was because Jesus was was concern about Jerusalem. And uh, they were not listening. They were not listening. They were not listening. They were not listening. They were not listening to Jesus. And he knew that by them not listening to him that they would not be able to not only live in peace, but that they would not be able to sustain Jerusalem because you have to understand it's not by your strength. It's not by your might. It's by what God does that keeps you. And don't fool yourself. It's not about you. But he knew that the Jews were all into themselves, and he's trying to teach them some great things about God and heaven and spiritual truth, and they wouldn't listen. And Jesus sat on the mountain, looked at Jerusalem, and began to cry. Yeah. Only other time that Jesus cried was when he came to see about Mary and Martha because Lazarus was dead. But here Jesus cried because Jerusalem wouldn't listen to him to understand him. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up because I want you to see the, the humanity side of Jesus. Jesus lets us know that there's things that touch him, even though that he knows all, he sees all, he walks with his father, there's things that touch him, and tears are a lot of times a sign of something on the inside. Huh? Now, 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 you know, normally when we cry, is that funeral? Yes. We normally cry when our team lose. And, and, and I'm not going. I'm not going down there. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going down there. I'm not going down there. I'm not going down there. I'm not going to go down there. We often cry when we're at weddings, and I'm not sure if they're tears of joy. Or huh? We often cry when we get a heartbroken. 
But what I want you to know that those tears mean something that's going on in the inside. It says something about how we feel. And Jesus wept because they wouldn't listen to him. Look at your neighbor and say, don't cry. Well, uh, in him, in him crying over Jerusalem, if you know the story, Jerusalem ends up being destroyed because they didn't listen. They didn't follow him. They didn't do what he asked them to do. And Jesus already wept because he saw it coming. In this story here, Jesus gives us a parable using earthly, earthly, earthly farmers with seeds and ground to help us understand spiritually what he's trying to tell us. Well, come with me a little closer. Jesus in this parable uses the seed and he says that the seeds fell down on rocky soil. Isn't that what he says? Uh, and you've got to understand that Jesus is sharing a spiritual truth. Yes, he is. He's sharing a spiritual truth because there's a lot of hidden secret that a lot of people don't get, is not accepted to or understand when Jesus speaks. But he's given us some hidden secrets to help us understand the kingdom of God. And God's kingdom is about relationship with you and him. The kingdom of God is about relationship between you and him. And when you got a kingdom, then you got a king that rules you. Look at your neighbor and say, are you a king or a queen? With this in mind, he's getting us to understand our relationship with God and how we walk with God. That's one of the biggest problems a lot of people have. When people talk to me, they say, I don't know what God is saying to me. I don't understand what he's saying, what's going on. I just have a difficult time listening to God. And, and that's about kingdom, understanding what God is saying to you. This is kingdom relationship. And as you notice, it doesn't come easy. It doesn't come easy, just like a baby when it comes out of mother's womb, even though you tell them what to do, what not to do. That baby's still going to do what it wants to do until you establish a relationship that they'll understand. Watch this. The rules. Look at your neighbor and says, do you understand the kingdom? Well, in this seed that Jesus is talking about that's being dropped in the soil, he's trying to help us understand. He's trying to help us understand the power of God's word in our lives if we really grab on to it. You know, one of the things I come to find out that Sunday morning Christians, Sunday morning only Christians don't do well on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But yet they fool themselves thinking because they came on Sunday. That day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Christ-like. But you can't get what you need to get on Sunday morning that you need to get on a daily basis. 
Lord, give us this day our what? Not just Sunday only. The understanding of the seed then in Matthew, the 13th chapter, I have to take you back. I want you, I want to push you back. Uh, I remember when we used to play spades. And, um, and uh, I'm not a good spade player, so don't ever get me as a problem. But I don't mind playing with you. But know this. They're going to. We're going to probably lose a whole lot of hands, and they're going to say, we done push you back, push you back, way back. So I want to take you back just before verse 18. Because if I don't do it, then you're going to really misunderstand what God is trying to tell us. There in, 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 in the 12th verse of the 13th chapter, Jesus gives his disciples and every believer the understanding of the seed. Telling us what the seed represents. Look at this real quick. Matthew, the 13th chapter, starting at the 10th verse. Look what he says. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? And I want folk to know this and get this understanding clear. God has no problem with you asking him questions. I was raised that you couldn't ask God no questions. I thought that was funny anyhow because I said, how am I going to know if I don't ask? But God don't mind you asking him anything. He don't mind you asking him what hell's like if you want to know. But they asked him, why do you speak in parables? Look at verse 11. He replies, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom. The knowledge of the secret of the kingdom. He says, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you but not to them. And he was talking about them. He was really talking about uh, Pharisees, Sadducees, who were what? Church people. And this is what messes me up. Church people think they know all about God. They just don't know they don't. You really don't. And you think you do. But Jesus says them, which is talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees who put him out of church, because they didn't think he knew what he was talking about. Okay, 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 watch this. Now, here's, 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 the, here's where I want you to be in verse 12. Verse 12 says this. Whoever has will be giving what? More. Whoever has will be giving more. Now, listen. And he will have an abundance or more. Sound like he's just sound like he's on something, right? Then he says, whoever does not. See, 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 ain't no maybes here. It's either you do. It ain't no I'm getting there. Either you're there. 
Either there's a hell or there's a heaven. It ain't no nine lives. Whosoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. Now look here. Look, 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 look. Look at verse 13. This is why. This is why I speak to them in parables. Well, well, because the fact is, if you can't appreciate, if you can't appreciate God giving you his best, and you don't get right, and you don't get right, let me put this in on it. You're going to find out some of your problems you have because you come to church every Sunday and you don't change not. And yet you won't change. I'm going to say it again. You change not. You come on Sundays, but you change not. But then you want to change. Okay, 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 okay. So, so, so he, he's saying here, winding it up in 13, he says, the reason why I don't, I don't just outright say it because there were people who would take what I say and mess it up. They'll mess it up. They'll try to make it their own copyright. They'll try to put a, a, a they try to put on, now if you, if you send me $50 or more, To get this anointed, oh. anointed cloth, yeah. then you can have an abundance. See, see, he was trying to get rid of that mess, and 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 and, and that's all we got today is that mess. Amen. Send me in this, and then you can have more. I'm glad my relationship. Is with my father and I. And he told me, if anything that I need, that I can come to him. Now, now don't get me wrong. I'm not taking away, you know, your oil, your cloth, your Bibles, and all this special stuff, and the whole nine yards. But what Jesus is trying to say, uh, this is the reason he wasn't being so plain, because he knew there were folk out there that were shysters as Christians. And unfortunately, the world thinks everybody that goes to church uh, ha have shysters, pastors, and evangelists, and, and the whole nine yards. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, Jesus, Jesus gives us, in verse 12, the understanding of those who take the seed, which is the word of God, of which is of spiritual truth. The word of God is spiritual truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the problem is when we live in a world today where there is good and bad, where there is a God, a holy God, and a Satan, then you're going to have to decide what is good, and you can only do that by having truth. Okay, 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 watch this. Uh, spiritual truth needs to be comprehended. God is an intelligent God. 
He's an intelligent God. He's very intelligent. And he wants us to understand him so that we can live right, be right, and have joy. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. He wants us to comprehend it. And, 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 and that's what verse 12 was saying. He says, those who have it, who have the comprehension, who has the understanding, those who study the word of God to pull out the truth nuggets. If you notice, folk read the Bible all the time and they look at you and say, I don't understand none of this. And it takes, it takes the spirit of truth to help you understand what the word of God is saying. And how are you going to get that understanding when you stay so busy doing everything else? And we would justify everything else to our own self only. But then to your own self, you ought to be true. But you can't be true to yourself if you don't have Christ. Who is the spirit of what? He says, now, those who understand the spirit of truth and, and, and comprehend it, you have it, and you will be given more, more spiritual truth. Now, that's, that's that really something you have to understand. And he, here's my issue with folks who don't have Bible study. Now, I, I'm going to give you a little slack because that's how I operate. I give you enough chain. I give you enough chain to hang your own self. I, I, I surely will. Now, 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 everybody tell me they got Bible study. But I'm going to tell you something. I can tell if you have Bible study according to how you live your life. See, see, what he says here, you know, if you understand and comprehend the word of God, he will add more knowledge. To what you have in order to help you to what? So that you can be successful. And here's the problem I'm having with young folks. You're missing it. You think about cutting out Bible study and spending more time on the job that that's going to push you up. It'll push you up and out. Because God can give you the knowledge you need that others just don't and you may not have a degree on your wall from Harvard. But when you have a degree from, from God of the kingdom of God, then what? Who can pass you? When you really begin to understand the word of God, you begin to grow and understand what's going on around you. Therefore, a lot of stuff get added to you like, like, like peace and, and patience. And wisdom and insight. And that's what he said. When you really understand the word of God and study it, it will add, he will add more to you so that you will be successful. Oh, okay, 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 okay. See, that's so simple, though. That is, for a natural man, wisdom, they cannot comprehend that. You think it's all about you. But God says, no, 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 no. You got to understand my word. 
not just quote scriptures. Understand my word so you know how to apply it. Come on, come on, come on. Let's, let's, let's go on a little bit more. Because when you understand my word, then you can get a harvest. You can get a harvest. That's why I said I can tell. I can tell. I can tell if you have Bible study by how you operate your life. Well, Pastor, you can't do that. Yes, I can by the word of God. Because the word of God will not lie. Oh, okay, 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 watch this. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He says that by his word, you will get a harvest. I have been told, I have been told, I have been told. Pastor, uh, we're not like you. Uh, you a millionaire. And I'm in here. And I'm in here. A millionaire. I'm in here. I have the bomb ride to church. And I'm a millionaire. No, but what I am, my father has all the cattle on the hill. I, I guess that would make me a millionaire. My father knows all things. I guess that will make me a millionaire. But more than anything, I really try to apply myself to the word of God. I'm not perfect. But I try to apply myself. And I learned this from David. David was not perfect. And I think we all agree with that. That man was, was not a man you want to marry. But God called him the apple of his eyes. And until I got a good comprehension and understanding of that, of why God called him the apple of his eye, because every time God went to David and said, David, you messed up, David did not try to tell him, well, you know what happened? He tricked me. She said, well, you know, I didn't know. David said, forgive me. Because in yourself, you know when you're lying to yourself. And the worst thing you can do is lie to God that knows all, that sees all. Why am I going to lie to a God that already knows all? Something got to be wrong with you. You on meth or something. Oxycodone, something you on. And every time God comes to me and says, hold on, you done messed up. I, forgive me. Because to you, only to you have I seen. Right. Oh, well, 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 well. But see, the word of God helped me understand that. I don't claim perfect. I claim to ask for forgiveness when God, when God judged me. Watch this, watch this. He, he says here, I'm still in verse 12. Still in verse 12. He, he says that you would get something from the word of God when you comprehend it and you understand it. It will make you different. It will make your life different. It will put you in a better situation in life. 
It'll make a good situation for you when you really comprehend the word of God and know how to what? Apply it. If you can't apply something, you don't understand. Okay, okay, watch this. Here's another spiritual truth. I'm still in verse 12. I haven't even got to where I want to be. I haven't got to where I want to be. Here's another spiritual truth. Jesus says, seek ye first. Here's another spiritual truth. Jesus says, seek ye first. Here's another spiritual truth. Seek ye first. Here's another spiritual truth. Seek ye first. Here's another spiritual truth. Seek ye first. No, this is another spiritual truth. Seek ye first. Now, a lot of us ought to be going before God right now and say, forgive me. Because he wasn't first, he wasn't second, he wasn't third, he wasn't fourth, he wasn't fifth. He just happened to come up because it was Sunday. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Why? Because God will give you whatever you need. Whatever you need. If you keep your priorities right with God. God looks for you to put your priorities in order. We'll quote that scripture all the time. And if you look at your life and what you do and look at the things that God asks you to put first, uh-oh, uh-oh. And I ain't singing Beyonce's song either. Uh-oh. You find out he ain't nowhere close to first. But God wants you to put his priorities in order and put it right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Watch, he, look what he says. That when you seek God first and his righteousness, he says, all what? These. All these. All these. All these. He will add unto you. Now, 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 what is the kingdom of God? Well, the kingdom of God is this. It is your relationship with God. It's your relationship with God. And God says, in my relationship, I want you to put me first. Now, how are you going to have a relationship with God when you're not going to listen to what he says? And that's why I have a problem with Christians. Because Christians can say and do anything that they want to do. They will say that they have a relationship with God, but when you look at what they actually are doing and how they are applying it, it's nowhere close to that. But it's hard for you to say that you're Christ-like and not be what? Christ-like. I'm going to get a lot of flat from this after a while. Oh, yeah, it's way okay. I've been a long time ready to challenge calling yourself a Christian. But I, I want to be called Christ-like. So when I'm not doing, if I'm not doing like Christ, then guess what you need to come and tell me? It's not Christ-like. And the fact is, you got to know the word of God. To know what it looks like. Somebody look at your neighbor and said, I just need a witness. Seek ye for the kingdom of God don't mean do whatever you want to do and how you want to do it. It's your thing. 
See, here's where you must understand the harvest. Because when you seek God first, then he gives you the harvest. He says, if you seek me first and do what I ask you to do first, then all these other things. Well, well what you mean a job? Yes, that's, that's, that's these things. My health? Yes, that's these things. Uh-huh. Uh, looking for a husband? That's these things. Looking for, for a wife? That's these things. You're looking for a car? That's these things. Looking for a house? That's these. Oh, Lord, I can be here all day long with these things. Oh, I want to go on vacation for a whole month. That's these things. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be successful on my job. That's these things. My relationship ain't going so well. That's these things. I got old raggedy car. That's these things. But he said, put me first. He said, these things will be added to you. These things he's talking about, the things that you have need of. But look here, this happens when you operate in faith. In, 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 in faith. Now, now listen to what I'm going to say because this is spiritual truth. In faith of obedience. See, that's why I said, uh, I, I, I kind of know I messed up a little bit when we were uh, challenged with the remodeling of the church and um, we used uh, money that we have stored up you know you really didn't give by faith you know why because you knew the money was already there being paid for that ain't faith Don't get quiet now. But see, you gave a promise. You gave a vow, and the Bible says don't give no vows unless you're going to fulfill it. And a man that is Christ-like can give a promise because of what? They're going to fulfill it. Look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about you. Faith of obedience, faith of obedience, uh, uh, faith of obedience is to understand God's word. Faith of obedience is that you be faithful in understanding God's word and to seek him out and do what he asks you to do. Because we all sp supposed to walk by what? Faith. And not by sight. And whenever we find ourselves doing the sight thing, we got the question being in faithful obedience. Man, I mean, I'm learning so much with low vision, and it's just a challenge. It's just my low vision is just a challenge. It's just a challenge. And if I if I ever thought for one minute I was lying to myself, the other night I had a I had an awakening. I 
I get tired of calling folks to try to help me do this and that. And then you, you say you will, then don't show up. Then you say you will, you change your mind. You say you will, you forgot. And a, a whole nine yards. Yeah. I had this Eureka vacuum cleaner that messed up on me. And I needed the vacuum in my car. And nevertheless, make a long story short. Uh, I sat there and said, I need to find some place to take it. And, and, and I looked up, you know, I looked up some places. And, and now this Google may be Google, but it, Google is confused. <laughs> you looking up Eureka here in Atlanta, you ended up in Indiana somewhere. And then something, something like, oh, who you talking to? Well, this is, you know, you know Ku Klux Klanville, you know. So I got so frustrated, I said, hold on, let me find my manual. Man, I go to my manual, and I find it. Because, see, my wife always says, you know, I just keep a whole lot of junk. And I do. I ain't ashamed of it. I keep a whole lot of junk. Because when it comes time for me to do something for you, I end up using that junk. I finally found my manual stuck way back up in something. And guess what's in there? My belt. You built for the vacuum cleaner that was broken. See how God guides you in such a way? I'm getting frustrated not knowing that God was just trying to guide me. And I've learned to stop getting so frustrated. God is trying to guide you. I find my belt in old bags that of junk that I put up. So I take it out and I say, Lord, you know, I, I, I can't see well. I, I, I can't. And I sat there and looked at the vacuum cleaner, and, and it was just clear to me that the Lord said, you need to try. And I said to the Lord, I, I, no, I, I'm low vision. I, I ain't going to be able to see this thing. But then thank God for obedience. See, See, I say, Lord, I don't know, but I'm going to try it anyhow. And God don't mind. I open up my manual and read it. It tells me I have four screws to unscrew to get to the belt. I turn the vacuum cleaner over. And I'm looking for the four screws and can't find them. I look back at my manual. And I see right on the manual where they have an arrow point to four screws. And I go back to the I, I, I go back to the vacuum cleaner, look at vacuum cleaner, and I'm looking all in. I got my magnifier out. I got big old light shining out. You would have thought I was on the operating table. <laughs> Doctor Kill there. And I'm looking, and I went back to my manual to read. And then I got my magnifier out again and, and looked at it. 
And then they had a number on where the screws were. So I went to the vacuum cleaner and looked at it, and, and I, I, oh, oh, here's the numbers. So I said, oh, okay, I know where the screws are. So I, so I, I, I couldn't see the screws. I just knew they were down in there. So I started sticking all kinds of screwdrivers and stuff down in there. So I finally got a Phillips head and, it got, and, and stuck it down there. And I said, oh, I can feel a little something. I can feel a little something, and I'm trying to turn it. I can feel a little something, but I couldn't tell if it was turning and a whole nine yards. I, didn't, I couldn't tell if I had the right Phillips head because I didn't want to strip the head. So I'm, 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 I'm turning, and, 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 and God said, hold on, hold on. Start with your smallest. See, once you begin to listen to God, he says, start with the smallest one first. Stick it in there and feel. Huh? Now, a lot of y'all don't think much about your, your having feelings in your hands and feelings as, as a part of your, your life guide. It's very important. So I got around to finding the right Phillips head screwdriver. And I unscrewed uh, the screws out and pop go the weasel. There it is. The belt broke and the whole nine yards. So I was able to, I was able to put everything back together. Now I started doing this around about ten o'clock. When I got through, it was three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> because w w what I didn't tell you is that I got frustrated a couple of times and I sat down. Oh no, Christ-like life ain't easy. You'll get frustrated, even in a Christ-like life. You'll get frustrated, but being obedient to endure to the end. And I got back up and said, no, I'm going I'm to keep doing this until I get it right. It took me from 10 to 3. One of the things I want you to understand with that story, you got to be obedient to God. Amen. Because he's trying to help you get somewhere. He's trying to get you a harvest. Now, the harvest for me with that vacuum cleaner is fixed now. Yeah. And it didn't cost me. Y'all not listening to me. Let me keep on going. Let me keep on going. Oh, I got to hurt myself. Man, I thought I'd be able to get through this. Uh, but, but, but notice what he says in 12. And what, and what he says in 12, what he says in 12 here, that if you, if you get an understanding of his word, he add more to you. Amen. You have more understanding so you'll know how to handle so many things. That's right. Watch this. Now, let's go back real quick to verse 12 uh -huh. because there's something else I want to tell you because in verse 12, 12b, which is the second half of 12, look what he says. Whosoever does not comprehend even what he has will be taken from him or lose everything. Here's another spiritual truth. Here's another spiritual truth. If you don't comprehend the word of God, then you already have your harvest now. You didn't get that. You didn't get that. No, you didn't. If you don't comprehend the word of God, 
You already have your harvest now. You still didn't get it. No, you didn't. If you don't comprehend what the word of God is saying to you, you already got your harvest. You got what you're going to get. You ain't getting no more. Because you did not do what he asked you to do first, to understand it. So he can add more. You don't feel like, you don't feel like studying the word of God. You don't feel like seeking God first. You don't, you don't feel like trying to find out from God what is it that he wants you to do. So you ain't going to do nothing. You're going to use excuses. You ain't going to care nothing about it. You got your harvest. In other words, you're about as good as you're going to get now. Now, that's why, that's why people get upset with me when I said this. People who don't tithe is almost like a curse to the church. Now you understand it. Because what you, your little harvest that you got that you have stopped on God 10 years ago ain't helping us at all. Because when God plants a church, he grows a church. We can't grow no church when you refuse to understand, don't want to comprehend the word of God, don't want to do the word of God, and this is the best you're going to be. Do you know that's how jobs pick supervisors and managers? By how you increase with what you got. You wonder why you're not a supervisor, manager? Well, look where you are. You've been there ever since you've been right there. Didn't comprehend no more. Didn't try to learn no more. Didn't try to do no more. And here he says it right here. If you don't try to comprehend and understand, he's not going to add to you. And that's why a lot of times you're in the shape that you are in. I'm not, trying to be, I'm not trying to down you. I'm not trying to talk about you. I'm trying to give you spiritual truth. But the same thing I'm doing now is why they killed Jesus. Well. It's because you, I'm telling you something that you don't like. I'm not going to be able to finish this, but I'm going to get to a comfortable place and I'm going to stop. Okay? I'm going to stop. Stop. Watch this. And as you can tell here, the kingdom of God is not forced on you. It's offered. It's offered to you. And you have a choice to either accept it or reject it. That's all it is. You either accept it or reject it. It's not forced upon you. There are many people who, <coughs> who hearts would take the seed. And reject it. Many people that when the word of God is given to them, you reject it. Yeah. And I'm just not talking about 
I'm just not talking about um, um, new believers. I'm not talking about folk who just learning the word. I'm talking about folk who's been in the word a long time. The word of God will come and you will reject it. Okay, okay, I'm getting to a comfortable place. Um, and I think that's due to a lot of times that it's, it's, it doesn't have a place that it can really germinate. So it's a short time. It only lasts for a minute. Which really brings me to verse uh, 20 and 21 where I want you to be. But don't don't worry, I see a lot of y'all going like, oh, Jesus. Some more just. No matter, I just told you, the more you understand, the more God adds you. But I don't want, to, I don't want no more adding on today. <laughs> I need to go home and get ready for the game. And you know it's Christmas time, so they... I have never seen a Black Friday the last for days. I thought it was just one Friday, Black Friday, that's it. You missed it. Then they got Cybro. Uh, that, that, that ain't no one day no more. They'll throw it there where you know, you know, since you ordered this, we're going to give you that. You see, there's all kind of things that will cause us to not to receive the word of God. When we don't come to church and Bible study and come to ministries to actually seek God's will, to actually to seek God's will will help us, will have us reject. But in, 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 I'm, I'm put your finger right there because next Sunday, that's where I'm going to pick up. That's where I'm picking up. I'm going to start on verse 20 and 21. I, I was hoping that, that, that I would do a drive-by sermon, but that Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, just, just don't act right. But, but, but watch this. Watch this. Um. This, this is where I, I have issues with choir members who don't study God's word. Now, you're going to sing to God's people about how great God is, and you don't even know how great he is. As far as you're concerned, you are lucky. You're lucky. How lucky I got that. Well, how you know? And see, when I when I get my blessings, I know I'm getting my blessings because I have standed on the word of God, and I know the foundation that I'm standing on, and I'm just waiting patiently for my blessings. How you going to sing about a God you don't even know? Well, you can't tell me, Pastor, I don't know God. Well, then look at your life. 
your life is really an open book for one who knows the word of God. For one who knows the word of God, you are a walking open book. That's why I tell you all the time, no, don't be blaming psychology. Psychology don't teach you that much. It teaches you enough to confuse you. All these theories and all nine y'all, you're trying to figure out which one is the, which one of these theories these people walking in. No. Uh-uh. God said, look at my word, then, then look at this. Watch this. Watch this. And here's a look. Look, look, look. This is free. I ain't not going to charge you. Watch this. Obedience gives away your character. You find a disobedient person, bad character. Now, let me just stop right there. Because one of the things David was sure about when they told David, go ahead and kill Saul. You the man. Sure, Saul was, I mean, sure, David was going to be the man. God told him he was going to be the man. But they were telling him, go ahead and kill him now. Because Saul was running after him. David even snuck up on Saul and cut a piece of his robe off to prove to Saul that he could have killed him. But you know why David did not kill Because he could have. Because God says, touch my anointed and do him no harm. It don't, make a di- it don't make a difference how that person act. If God has anointed him to do something, he said, don't bother him. Because God's going to handle that. And David didn't do it because he was obedient. His character let you know that you could trust him. Because he was obedient. He said, no, he told all his friends, oh, yeah, I could kill him, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I'm not supposed to harm God's man. See, when leaders and people ask you you to do things and you get all disobedient, it's telling on your character. That's more than psychology. That's the word of God. It says something about your character. But let me stop right here and say this. God has told some of you that he wants you to be closer to him. Now, you say, well, I'm not sure. But listen, God would never tell you something to do you some harm. And when he says draw closer to him, he can't do no harm. But are you going to be obedient? Are you going to be obedient and follow? Even though you don't understand it, walk by faith. Because faith is not what you see. You follow him and what he says. Comprehend that much. Where you lead me, I follow. 
You know your situation. You know your life situation. You know things are not going well in your life. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. And the first thing I will ask you, have you put God first? Have you accepted, have you accepted Christ in your life? Have you accepted Christ in your life? Have you? And if not, you know the reason that you are here, not so you can pass the time away, but God's trying to what? Tell you something. And how many times does he have to set you down and wake you up in the midst of the sermon so you can hear him say, come to me? Please don't be disobedient this morning. God is speaking to somebody. Tell them, come on to me now. Change your life. If you have not accepted Christ in your life, that's why he has preachers. And preachers are not, uh, uh, let me say it this way, help me. Pastors are preachers, but every preacher is not a pastor. But every called person is a preacher. Every believer in Jesus Christ is a preacher. Every believer is a preacher. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a preacher. And you're supposed to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. So if you haven't accepted Christ in your life, he's telling you by the preach word that you need him. Be obedient now and come. Some of you already accept Jesus Christ. You know what Christ is telling you. And he wants you to be a part of this ministry. Be obedient and come. Get your life right with God. I had a person have a conversation with me talking about, uh, uh, do you think the world is coming to an end? I said, well, I'm going to tell you like this, so what? So what? Because every Christ-like person knows that they're just pilgrims, what? Passing through. I'm supposed to just come through. Because I got a home where? So I'm fine with it. If, if, if the fire burns all the way across the United States, 